Welcome to Mindful Elevation, a podcast that explores the healing powers of energy psychology and mindfulness. My name is Rachel Tallheimer, and I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker with Elevate Counseling. Join me in my conversations with some incredible guests to see how energy psychology has impacted their lives and how you can use it to improve yours. Not only are these guests my friends and colleagues, but they're clinical professionals with expertise in their fields. These conversations are packed with laughter, honesty, and tons of insight into energy psychology. Feel free to listen at your own pace and in your own space. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. Welcome back to Mindful Elevation. Today, I welcome back Miss Leanne Larson. She is the CEO and founder of Elevate Counseling Services, and she was my first guest on Mindful Elevation. For those who don't know who Leanne is, she is a licensed mental health counselor. She has her master's in education. She's trained as an energy psychology practitioner and grief educator. She's trained in traumatic studies and hypnotherapy. She's an Asui and Karuna Reiki master teacher. And ultimately, besides being my boss, she is a leader. She is a visionary. And she's just a really cool woman. She is passionate about healing. She is genuine. She is authentic. And I am very, very lucky to be able to work with her. And no, I'm not getting paid to say that. (laughs) Today, we're talking about chakras. Enjoy. Welcome back to Mindful Elevation. Today, I'm so excited to have back on the podcast, Miss Leanne Larson, CEO, founder, my boss of Elevate Counseling. And she is going to be talking to us today about chakras, whatever the heck those things are. So I'm so excited to learn all about it. Leanne, welcome back. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've been really enjoying the episodes and telling all of my clients, friends, and family to listen and have gotten incredible feedback. So I hope all the listeners are loving your work and all of the great people that you're interviewing and all the wonderful tips and tricks that you're giving uh, for mindfulness and to really raise our vibe and live our best life. So literally could not do it without you. So thank you. (laughs) There you go. And I couldn't do it without you. So how about that? What a great collab. Teamwork makes a dream work. Mm, So let's talk about chakras. Let's start out with what are they? What's the chakra, right? That's a good question. That's a good question. So we're going to dive into the world of energy psychology in this space. We've done a lot of stuff with mindfulness. So chakras are a depiction of energy wheels that are literally in our some people have heard the word aura or our electromagnetic field that we put off from our body okay chakras are sort of hubs of information 
if I can use that word, that help us understand different aspects of our life, personality, physical health, emotional, mental, spiritual well-being. And when we're working with the chakras, paying attention to the chakras. So the chakras are a blueprint or a map of what's happening in your life and is an information system, a highway, if you will, feeding information to your body. But also when we pay attention consciously, we can actually do something with that information and it can help facilitate healing, reaching goals, just enjoying our lives more. That sounds good to me. It's interesting that you mentioned the word aura, because I remember when we first had our very first episode, we talked about this, I don't know, stigma or taboo aspect of energy psychology. When I originally hear the word aura, I get that same vibe of like, what is this woman talking about? But then you mentioned the electromagnetic field and it all makes sense. It's measurable. It's exactly. Yes. You know, we're going to talk about heart assisted therapy the next time I come on, but our hearts put off six football fields of electromagnetic energy in front and behind us. Like that is measurable, has been measured. Our brains, only one. I just love that there's so much science behind this. There is so much science. And we're going to be hearing more in the next 12 to 18 months around how energy really is literally uh, information highway. It is just communication. It's another way of communication that we're really learning how to work with, how to understand and, and how to live better lives with by accessing. I love it. Is there a way you could explain chakras in more of like layman's terms? Could you give me a metaphor or something like that? Sure, sure, Yeah, absolutely. So think about photosynthesis with plants and how plants absorb energy from the sun. And then it goes down into the roots of the plant and pulls up nutrients from the earth, pulling that back into the plant. And of course, what do we get? We get flowering, we get new growth, right? Chakras are how we absorb life force. Think of it like sun rays, like going into the plant into our bodies. It is how we actually receive the communication that we're going to be hearing about in this research that will be published before you know it. And it allows us to um, exist, thrive, grow, expand, heal, use whatever metaphor you want for that. Live, shrivel up, not meet Mm. goals. Like, the clearer we are with our chakras, the more we understand how to get in balance, right? And we all know about balance as one of the aspects of wellness and fitness. There's strength and there's cardiovascular, there's body mass index. There's also flexibility and balance, endurance, strength, all those things. Balance needs to happen on the energetic level as well so that we can be clear with what we need, who we are, what um, our bodies need to thrive, our minds, our emotions, our relationships, what's working, what isn't. 
And I feel like everyone can really relate to having their energy unbalanced, Mm -hmm. just having this chaos of energy in their bodies and not being able to have necessarily the words to describe it. Mm -hmm. It's just this feeling of, ah, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really cool that we're identifying the chakras so that we can start to identify what is this chaos I feel within myself. Right. You know, it's interesting the way that I make meaning in the clinical work with clients is that we have multiple bodies, not just the physical. We do have the physical body. We all know we need sleep. We need hydration. We need movement with the emotional body. We see that expressed through relationships with the mental body. We see that expressed in behaviors with the energetic body. We can now tap into the chakra system for one example and make sure that we have balance there. And creativity is also another way. Are we blocked creatively or are we in flow state and all that? So I think that it's really important to remember that this is an important aspect of whole health living. We are bringing literally our entire selves to the party. I can't just bring my physical self to the party and leave my emotional self at home you could but i could try yeah i'll get back to you on that i don't think it's gonna work in the corner like a wallflower (laughs) because our emotional body is about relationship right so you'll just be like a little zombie on the wall oh that's not me no you are a seven you know i am a seven we'll have to do an episode on enneagrams Um, enneagrams you you guys we have two sevens here so yeah So learning about chakras and all these different energy information hubs, how does this help us? How does this help us heal? Yeah. You know, the chakras, there's seven of them. Well, actually there's a gazillion chakras, seven major ones that we're going to be talking about. When we get into heart assisted therapy, we'll find out that there's also chakras in the hands that can help in that work. Hmm. But the seven major start at the base of the spine. And they work their way up until you get to the top of your head with your crown chakra. Think of it like seven floors in a building. Like if you're in the basement, that's our root chakra. And that chakra is about family, culture, tradition, uh, can be sexuality, passion. If you view the world through that one lens, like we could even take a relationship and look at it from the root chakra, we could be like, okay, so what is positively or negatively impacting this relationship from a culture, traditions, you know, sexuality kind of place. But if we moved it up one floor, which is your sacral chakra, the root is red, the sacral is orange. And oftentimes we think about creativity there and we think about the inner child there. So we can take that same relationship and we can look at it from the perspective of the inner child. Do I feel safe with this person? Oh, this is one of my favorite people. Are we super creative together? What is it around the sacral chakra that informs me about this relationship? We can move it up to the solar plexus, which is above your belly button. It's depicted as yellow. And I always think about willpower and decision-making and confidence in this space. Okay, so we're looking at the same relationship now from, do I have agency in this relationship? 
do I have autonomy and independence? Am I too self-reliant and not able to do right a back and forth kind of thing? So we can then move it up to the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is about both the physical heart, which of course, remember, has the most life force, puts out the most in our entire body, but also it's our compassionate center. It's our empathy. It's our space of emotional intimacy. Let's look at our relationship through that lens. Do I have some attachment issues? We're going to find them in the heart chakra for sure. Then we can go up to the throat chakra, which is depicted as blue. Can I speak my truth in this relationship? If you can, great. If you can't, that's going to be a problem. And then we go to the third eye, which is the forehead, sort of right in the middle. And it's depicted as purple. And this is our intuition. This is our sort of knowing. You know, I like to call it the it factor of relationships. Like, how do I feel when I'm having this conversation with you, Rachel? And actually, when I'm listening to all of your conversations on the podcast and even quote real life ones, you're just so present. You're so genuine. You're so all in. So that's your it factor that I experience personally from you. Thank but you, you can have a different experience, but that's your third eye. And then your crown chakra is at the top of your head. You know, I'm huge about self-love. I'm huge about worthiness. I'm huge about really wanting every single client that works with me to understand that they are worthy, that they have nothing to apologize for, that their problems are not a problem because they're human and that they are divine. They are sacred. They are holy. They are unique, special set apart. And so the crown chakra is about, are you open to accept your worthiness? You don't have anything to prove. Is there a color for the crown? It's actually white. It's a mm. beautiful, just kind of open white radiant beam of light. So you see, I just took just a random relationship and just ran it through all the chakras. And so if you're doing chakra work with a clinician or an energy person or your own, I always encourage people to journal, do some journaling work. You can actually get a chakra deck, super fun to use those because you can pull cards to be like, Hey, how's my root chakra doing? That kind of thing. I really encourage people to do the chakra investigation. It's a nice way to create meaning or to set up a system of inquiry for your healing process. So I have a question. Yeah. Are chakras sort of like a hierarchy in which if if I'm not meeting, I don't know, something from my sacral chakra, can it not move on? Or is it that, you know, maybe six out of the seven or five out of the seven are working, but maybe like my heart and my root chakra are needing some help? How does that work? It's a great question. And historically, we want all of our chakras to be open. For those who are blessed enough to actually be able to visualize chakras, some people can actually like see auras and whatnot. So some people can literally see. You can also use an aura camera. Aura cameras are super awesome. I went to the energy psychology conference and this psychiatrist who did a presentation on intention 
actually was coming up with a new modality and she was at an energy psychology conference like 20 years prior and said to the photographer if i just pay you for one time because i can't pay you for seven times i want to do my protocol will you snap a picture of me throughout the process of my doing my protocol which was literally she was sending intention to her child that was sick at home and she was using this protocol that she had just come up with that she wanted to use with clients and they took pictures of her like i'll say seven times i can't remember exactly it's on her website but i'll find out her name and we can add that to the podcast list but you can see her crown chakra lighting up you can see her heart chakra lighting up at other times her throat chakra it's amazing and this was all in a span of like 10 minutes or something like that. Like it wasn't this huge, this was one day, that was another day, you know, because she was testing. One of the things I love about the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology is that it is based on published research. We have 155 studies right now that are published and signed off on in peer review that yes, this is legitimate. We love empirical data. We love it. We love it, right? That's how we know we can keep doing what we're doing, right? right? Okay, so remember we talked about being in balance. We want everything to be moving, spinning, communicating. We don't want blockages. You'll remember we talked a little bit about the meridians, which was the information system that was coming up the nurse. Studies were done on meridians. They you know, put people in... PET scans, CAT scans, whatever scans with dyes followed the flow and started making correlations between blocked meridians and anxiety, depression, heart disease, cancers, anger problems, whatnot. They know that there are organs in the body that are correlated with certain emotions like anger, unforgiveness, and sadness. And the lungs are all about grief. The liver's about anger. It's amazing. So, so you don't want to be blocked is the long answer to that short question. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no hierarchy. However, there is a density to the lower chakras and there is a lightness to the, the top chakras. So by that, I mean, how quickly does the information move? How quickly does this wheel of light actually spin? The root chakra is the most sluggish to your sacral a little faster. You move up to your solar plexus a little faster. You move up to your heart faster, such, right? So forth, so on. Faster, 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 all the way up. So that's one thing. Another aspect about the chakras and how they're moving is, or if there's one that's working or one that isn't. I have seen this most commonly when I've done work. I'm also a Reiki master teacher, Asui and Karuna, and we do a lot of the chakra work with Reiki. Oftentimes, they'll come in the groups, like the lower chakras might need work, or the heart and throat might need work or the throat and the third eye, you know, like, so the ones that are next to each other, maybe more so than like, oh, the crown and the root, like that's not as typical. I don't want to say that that's impossible. There's situations where you could have problems with all your chakras, right? If you 
never done energy work, you're all banged up, you're just starting your process and you happen to stumble into a Reiki room, right? <laughs> Find out like, whoa, I'm all banged up, which you already knew, but now you have a solution where you can work at the energetic level on these things. So we're bringing this work into clinical practice now. And it is just such a gift because I feel that we are being able to turn the lights on for a lot of clinicians who didn't have the background that I had. You know, I did hypnotherapy in 2000 and then I got my Reiki master teachers shortly after that. I was well steeped in energy work for probably 10 to 12 years before I even hung a shingle as a mental health counselor. I'm well versed in that. And so I spent the last 15-ish years learning the clinical and being now able to merge the two together because of the research that is being done is just a dream come true. But also now people like you who haven't had a lot of that energy experience are now going to get new tools in your toolbox that are actually going to be like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. It's a gift to all of us, really. I think we're going to see a lot of positive change happening in the therapy room because of the work that's being done to really research and collaborate both sides of the street with the clinical and the energy psychology work. Right. Because now we can start addressing the energy body. Yes, absolutely. The spiritual body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, you can be agnostic. You can be atheist. You can be a fundamental Christian. It does not matter. This is just part of the package that comes with us. It's part uh, of the bundle. Yes. It's, it's just part of who we are and how we function like DNA, right? It's just, it is what it is. And there's, there's no need to put a faith on it or a religious or political or any kind of affiliation really on the fact that this information highway exists and we have access to it. And we also have the ability to shift it, which is really exciting with intention. I think we should get Kim back on. She can talk about intention. It's pretty awesome. You just tell me when. <laughs> Give her a ring. She's fabulous. So anyways, any more questions? <laughs> you know, I'm sure this will need a part two, you know, actually <laughs> talking about Reiki because this episode is all about what are the chakras and how can we work with them? But I feel like I need more. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is an introduction for you. And hopefully the meditation will help you and will give you a little bit more, right? If that makes sense to you. Yes. We'll be using breath. We'll be using visualization. We will be using positive affirmation, though you'll be saying it to yourself if we think back to Jessica's podcast. We'll be using all of those things while we go through the meditation. And, you know, it's interesting because different people have different experiences with meditation. So I want to first and foremost say, you can't do it wrong. Whatever experience you have with a meditation, it's fine. That's your experience. And it's not a wrong experience. So Leanne, I know 
we're starting to talk about meditation with the chakras and opening up our chakras. And I'm so excited to do that. But I got to tell you, I think we're at the end of this episode. Time flies when you're having fun. You know it. You and I are going to keep recording. However, the listeners are going to hear the meditation next week for our energy elevator. So thank you so much for sharing the introduction to chakras. And thank you for your insight. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for helping all of our listeners out there really understand and get the tools they need to live more mindfully and to really understand energy psychology. I think it's awesome. So Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for tapping into today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate Counseling, you can find us online at www.elevate-counseling.com. Follow us on Instagram at elevate underscore counseling underscore services, or find us on Facebook at Elevate Counseling Services. For those seeking services in Massachusetts or surrounding areas, call our intake at 508-297-1491. New episodes of Mindful Elevation will be released every last Monday of the month. And keep an eye out for Energy Elevators every Monday, where I will be teaching energy psychology techniques and tools you can implement into your daily practice. Until then, keep grounding, keep healing, keep growing. Stay mindful.